Hey everyone, Pastor Rod Plummer here from Tokyo, Japan. We're doing a, a series on the seven motivational gifts. Uh, Romans 12 in the Bible talks about seven different gifts, and you and I have at least one, maybe two, maybe more, but um, it's exciting to learn about gifts. Today we're doing the gift of generosity. This is uh, number five in the series. This is uh, the fifth uh, gift mentioned and um, it's very exciting. Generosity, generosity, generosity. We love generous people. Uh, we talk about the gift that keeps giving. And I believe that people that have this gift um, don't just give once. They live to give. I love that little phrase. They, some people live to give. I think, we, I think we should all live to give to some degree uh, with love and grace and forgiveness and joy and, and, uh, and finance and goodness. We, sh we, we should all be generous. But some people just are wired to to give and and I, I've got a key scripture here to start with. My key scripture is from two Corinthians nine seven. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now the word cheerful in the Greek language, New Testament was written in Greek, is the word hilarious. We get the English word hilarious, a <laughs> a giver that gives with a big heart, no regrets, just a, a smile on the face, a smile in the heart as people get another chance to give. It's a, a generous soul. We we all uh, can maybe think about someone in our life that was generous. Um, and, and this is really to do with either giving uh, finance or time, uh, precious time, investment in your lives, mentoring. So, some way they're generous. They want to keep giving to you. But in the Bible, there is a lot about um, this word, generosity. The opposite of generous is stingy. No one likes to be stingy. Um, in Japanese, the word stingy is kechi, and it's, it just sounds terrible. It's, 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 it's stingy in English. It's Who wants to be stingy? No one. But these people not only are generous, they have the gift of giving. Now, we're going to read from Romans 12, 3 to 8. Um, where it talks about these seven gifts, all right, and um, we're gonna we're gonna look at this uh, together. We're gonna read from verse six, Romans twelve six. We have different gifts according to grace given to us. Gifts and grace are linked. As God's grace is on our life, we are gifted. And the third Greek word that's linked to those two gift grace is the word joy. The word joy is very close to the word. Uh, grace and the word gift. As we learn our gifts, we get joy. As I, and as a pastor for over 30 years, I've had the joy of watching people get their joy. I've had uh, joy as people watch the grace of, wow, I'm like this. I can do this. I have this. And there's a joy in discovery of gifts, which is why I'm doing this, this message, really. So let me read it again. Um, we're going to read here from verse 6. We have different gifts according to grace. You've got gifts according to God's love and grace upon your life. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's encouraging, then encourage this week. If it's giving, then give generously or give without complexity. I'll come back to that. If it's to lead, do it diligently or quickly. And if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully, happily. So number five says, if your gift is generosity, do it. Do it. Uh, my Bible here says, do it um, generously. 
but the original word I looked it up it actually means to do it without complexity without folding it's a the complexity is talking about getting a piece of paper and folding it and folding it and in the end there's lots of folds in it no no the bible says generosity is just open handed just um undo that piece of unfold the complexity of giving just give just give and that doesn't mean we're stupid in giving or that we don't do it without checks and balances it's just when we give it is not complex it's a clear decision it's going to happen we're going to do it and we're going to feel good afterwards so this giving haha hilariously is I, i've seen people i've seen people give hilariously just the, the couldn't wait to give uh, um i've got a friend in australia who was given um a church was given a million dollars by a business guy and um they went out for lunch and the business guy gave my friend uh the pastor a million dollars for the building project and when he gave it the the guy giving it was was crying it was with his wife and my pastor fred looked at it and couldn't believe it it's like there's a lot of zeros here <laughs> um and then looked at them and they were crying and he said are you sad and they said no this is the most joyous day of our life we have lived to give we have desired to give and god has so blessed us in our business that we can be generous these are tears of joy i, I love that story giving hilariously give even if it's small it's not about a million dollars it's about giving something of value and feeling great so here's some quick thoughts about these people they give happily they really are happy to give they they don't have what we call giver's remorse which means oh i gave that money i shouldn't have given i could have used it here or or something went wrong with that money or no no there's no giver's remorse there's giver's joy we gave the money we gave the time we gave the investment we we feel good um they they love to release these funds into god's house these people um are usually tithers no not always um but they they're usually tithers sometimes non-christians have this gift and i've seen this happen um but they but but most people i've seen want to release funds into god's house for god's work there's a there's a passion to do something for now and eternity giving money to missions so that people will be in uh blessed and and their families will be in heaven um to give to the building fund because they want to see families blessed there's there's a, a great why in it um they are interested in accounting methods and that's why we have to uh well it's not why but it's it's good to release accounting to people who ask as long as they've got a generous heart i i love to show them our finances and say here's the good things and here's the challenges and um but they they're interested in accounting methods especially from some countries um seem to be wired that way more than other it's it's a cultural thing actually it's quite interesting to watch it we have a very multicultural church in tokyo and um about 70% japanese and then the rest are from the the rest of the world and so we get to see culture and giving it's really exciting it's really a wonderful thing um they're also interested in investment they don't want to put money into something that's just like a, a nothing or um uh a black hole or they they want to see that an investment is given um that doesn't mean they want to control it in fact most of these people i've seen lack of control they want to see accounting and things are done well and that there's processes and it's legal and there's might, might we might need receipts and we might need tax receipts and that's all good that's all good 
Um, that, that, that's actually really good stuff. And we do all of that. Um, but they also want to know the why. What, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the result? And, and they love to give when they know the why. Oh, really? It's about the kids in India. Let's give. Or, wow, it's about helping some families. Let's do that. Let's, and, and there's a great sense of uh, investment in their lives. Um, most of them want to give completely in secret. Um, you know, Jesus said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. These people understand that principle. They don't want you getting up the front and saying, you know, these people gave this much money, blah, blah, blah. They don't want that. They, they want secrecy because they're enjoying the secrecy. They're enjoying the, it's like husband and wives I've known have given. And when the offering is there, they're sort of like nudging each other and he, 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 like really, really happy together um, or in a family. Um, there, there, there's, a, there's a joy but not wanting it to be these people are doing no 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 they want they want secrecy and and actually i've noticed this with most people they say just don't tell anyone we want this gift to go to this person but please don't tell them it's from us um this happened recently again here in tokyo a, a very wonderful gift for someone and um we we organized that to be given um we we don't touch money as pastors but we organized that to be given and um it was, it was a real blessing, so that's great. Um, above all, they're happiest in giving to God and to people and blessing people. Okay, Old Testament examples of this gift. Well, there's many, of course, but Abraham um, is the father of faith and he's the father of many things, including the father of generosity, the father of blessing, the father of giving and receiving, the the concept of blessed to be a blessing comes from Abraham in Genesis 12. I'm going to read it to you because it's a, it's a key verse in my life. Blessed to be a blessing. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. And I'll make your name great and you will be a blessing. There it is. Blessed to be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Generous people understand this principle. Blessed to be a blessing. Wow. And, and, and they might have got their wealth or their extra time um, from good investments or inheritance or hard work or great uh, educational um, pursuits and a lot of reasons why people uh, do get the ability to give. Um but 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 I believe really godly people understand that truly this is from God. It's a gift that God gave them to create wealth to be a blessing. Now, two chapters later in Genesis 14, we read the first time the word tithing is mentioned in the whole Bible. It's, it's from Abraham, and it's after he's thankful for a victory in battle. So we're going to read it. Um, it. Tithing doesn't come from the Old Testament law. That's hundreds of years later. It comes from a generous heart. It comes from a heart to give something to someone higher. And uh, here we go, Genesis 14, 17 to 20. After Abram returned from defeating Kedoriamor and the kings allied with him and the kings of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, let's notice that word, that, that king, um, uh, the king of Salem, king of Jerusalem, uh, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God, most high God. 
creator. He was a priest of priest. He was a high priest of, of the creator God. And he blessed Abraham saying, blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heavens and earth. And praise be to God most high who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Was Abraham asked to do that? No. There was a response saying, you help me in war. You help me in life. I know this belongs to you. I am indebted to you. I am thankful to you. I would like to give you a tenth. There it is. This first reading of tithing is not part of the law. It's part of generosity. It's part of thanks to God. It's part of the revelation that God has given me. God has protected me. God has helped me. I want to give God the first and the best. And this concept of first and best comes out right through the Bible that we give God not the last and the worst, but the first and the best. I want to read to you from Moses. So let's flip over to Moses in Exodus. And this is from Exodus 36 when they're building the tent or big tabernacle in the wilderness to worship God. And look at the spirit of generosity that happens. It talks about uh, some guys called Bezalel and Aholiab who were skilled workers. They were skilled craftsmen, all right? And what happens with this spirit of generosity coming on um, really a whole nation? Exodus 36, 2 to 7. And Moses summoned Bezalel and Aholiab and, and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given ability and and who was willing to come and do the work. And they received from Moses all the offerings the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. Generosity is happening. And the people continued to bring free will offerings morning after morning. No one was forcing them. It was free. Hey, anyone want to give to God? Come on. And they just keep bringing it. So all the skilled workers who were doing the work of the sanctuary left what they were doing and said to Moses, the people are bringing more than enough more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded be done. And Moses gave an order, and they sent this word through the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. And so all the people were restrained from bringing more because they already had, what they already had was more than enough to do the work. You've actually got to stop some of these people from giving because we've reached the target, we've done the project, we can have a new project, but there's this desire to give from the heart and that came on a nation and i believe sometimes this spirit of generosity can come on a church or a um a group of people to do a great project for god so that's the old testament many times in psalms and proverbs wow it's so many times it talks about generosity and the gener- the world i think it's proverbs 11 it says the the world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the generous leads an inheritance for their children's children and there's this increase, increase, increased lives with generosity. New Testament. Let's come to the New Testament. And the greatest example of Jesus, of course, is him giving his own life on, for us. John 3.16, you know it if you're a believer. If you're not, here's the most famous Bible verse you can hear. You ready? John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's love means God's generosity. God is a generous God. He operates in the gift of giving. He gives us life and breath. It says in Psalms, he gives us good things, relationships and health and opportunities. And I just, just God is so good. He's so generous. God so loved the world. He gave 
Jesus, his best, because we had a problem called sin, which means we didn't make we didn't make it. We, did, we didn't do the right thing. We failed. We fell short. We were not 100%. We need Jesus, Savior. Yay, for God so loved us in this situation. And that's what it says in, in Romans 5.8. Um, if I can just read that to you, Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is generous, God. Thank you, God. You're so generous. And so generosity is a reflection of God's heart. And, and Jesus also uh, died on the cross saying these words. He, Luke 23, 34, Jesus was hanging on the cross. He looked at the people, even the people that killed, killing him and, and uh, spitting, spat on him, took his clothes and uh, um, just terrible, terrible people, vile people, vile behavior. And he looks at them and he looks at us. And he says, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they do. Thank you, Lord. I was, I was a vile person and you saved me and changed me and oh, all the things that we've all done wrong. And uh, you, what a generous God because of Jesus on the cross. And Jesus rose again after three days. He's a risen Savior. But this generosity is forgiveness. Wow. It's so amazing. Jesus in his teaching said this in Acts 20 verse 35. The second part it says, remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And Jesus is teaching such a spirit of generosity that um, it's important. I was um, raised in a, um, a family that was not living these values. My dad was a bank manager, but he, um, my parents were divorced. He was not living with us. And I didn't see him much. But when I saw him, he always said, son, Save every money. Save every bit of money you got. Save it all. Save it all. And he was not a believer until 90 years old. What an amazing story. It's a, a one of my life stories that my d- old dad received Jesus three days before his death at age 90. Thank you, Jesus, that you saved my dad. But uh, growing up, I was taught, you know, all the money for you, Rod, every, every cent, every yen, every Penny is yours, and 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 the Bible says no, 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 no. It's more blessed to give than receive. It's more blessed to, as a father, you know, as a father or a mother, it's more blessed to give than to receive. I at Christmas, and I'm not looking for my gift. I'm looking to give. It's so much fun to watch the kids' expression of joy, and that's what it's like with the gift of generosity. Um, we we just realize that that so many people are blessed all around us. Pretty amazing, hey? Um, one last scripture from Jesus. Luke uh, 6.38 says, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. I think generous people have a real revelation of this cycle of wealth. As it goes, God will give more. It's not greed. It's not giving to get. It's a revelation of the cycle of life. This this incredible sense of of working with God in generous ways. What an amazing thing! And the Apostle Paul wrote two whole chapters on generosity: two Corinthians eight and two Corinthians nine. Um, there's just so much there about generous generous churches. Even when people are not wealthy, they give something. Um, there's just so much. Just so much. 
And so as we come to um, the last part of my message today, I want to talk about some examples from my life. Uh, Viv and I have lived, uh, I think we've lived a generous life. We've given all we could to serve the Lord with gladness. Um, we've served the Lord in a few different nations, obviously Australia. We love Australia. We lived in Thailand for four years. We love Thailand. Uh, we've lived here in Japan for 18 years. We love Japan. Love where you live. But that, anyway, I've I got to move on. But in our years in serving God, there have been some, ex- we've seen some extreme gifts of generosity to us, to the church, to the poor. We've seen some incredible, incredible generous things. When we lived in um, Thailand, um, we were part of a mission where we were not allowed to ask people for, for money, for finance. It's, it's really strange because if you have a need, I think you should let people know. I do. I, I think, you know, if you're in a connect group and you have a need to say, hey, guys, we're having a struggle or this person's having a need. We, you know, we, we, we love to give to uh, New Delhi um, slum kids because um, our friends Marlo and Cheryl said to us, we have a need. Would you like to give to our need? And we, we looked at it and we thought we would love to give to that need. Thank you for giving us the opportunity. You know, sometimes people need to tell the need. Anyway. In Thailand, we were not allowed to tell people our need. And um, my tires of my car, I used to go out to the villages every day. Well, most days, almost every day. Um, and I would go out and pray for the sick people in Jesus' name, tell them about Jesus. We had um, great things in the Thai language. We would share the gospel and many people received Jesus and many people got healed. Uh, many people were set free from evil spirits. We had a great time. But as I went out there every day, the tires of my car went down to the wire, went down to the metal. It's a terrible story, but I couldn't ask anyone for any help. And uh, it was just it was just dangerous, you know. And we had a little boy at that time. Monty was a, a little boy, less than two years old. Um, I thought about my family. I thought, and I thought, uh, you know, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna ask for help. And I rang my friend in Australia, Peter, who I knew was generous. And I said, Peter, I have a need. Could you help me with money to buy new t- four new tires for my car? And here is his answer. He said, of course, Rod. Why didn't you ask before? Of course. Why didn't you tell me your need before? And the money was in the mail. We got the money and bought four new tires, which brought safety to our family. And I just think there's some people just just the the need being set before them, there's not a, oh, you just my friend to get money or no, 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 no. That's, that's the spirit. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you let me know there was a need? Um, we've, we've seen this same thing with um, but this man, Peter, and another man, David. Um, when I was pastoring in Australia, we, we started a mission in the Philippines, in southern Philippines, in Mindanao and Cebu. And... Um, these two guys were very good business people. One owned an electrical business and one owned, I actually don't know, but it was it was pretty good financial business. And every year they took time off because they were business owners. They could take time off. They took a, a month off here and a month off there. And we went to um, the Philippines. Well, they went to the Philippines and they built um, schools and churches, um, physically going there to do it, but also buy the equipment, get the tradesmen, and they would actually physically build things. They built, built a Bible school and 
hundreds of people went to Bible school and started churches. I saw generous men who were very, very clever and good at their work, who were wealthy, who were blessing their family, and then they gave time for other people. I've also seen um, farmers do the same thing as they've got crops. They say, you know, Rod, we'd like to give our tithe, first 10% to God, first and the best, but we'd like to give another 10% to missions. What are we doing? And I would say, well, we're doing something in Bangladesh or something in Bali. Or, and they would say, right, the money is there. Money is given. Every single time these farmers saw their crops as a gift from God. Um, I, I, I learned a lot of generosity through watching farmers and the, the risks they took in sowing the seeds and um, all, all the challenges. But I also saw the joy of harvest and then the joy of giving to God and their family and then excess. Of course, they paid off their debts as well. Um, but it's just been so exciting. And when we um, were in Australia, um, I remember uh, one, one day our church was giving to an offering to uh, Iraq. Um, I think it was the first Iraq war in about the year um, 2000. And um, we, had, we had access to give to a, a group of poor children. And so our church gave to these children in Iraq. Um, and I remember coming home after talking about it publicly. And, and all of a sudden, my, my little boy, Monty, who would have been oh, maybe five or six by this time, um, came out with his piggy bank, his little, his little uh, money um, pot. And he opened it and he took all the money out. And he, it would have been like $5 of, of change. And he said, Daddy, I'd like to give this to the poor children of Iraq. And I've learned as a leader, you accept those gifts because it's not for you. There's nothing for you. It's, it's a flow through. So I took my little boy's offering with great joy. I told my wife, Viv, and we cried with joy. And wow, it's just the most beautiful thing to see a child. Well, he, he gave about $5 worth of stuff. And you can imagine we gave him over the next while lots more than that. You know, the whole thing of giving and receiving is such a beautiful concept. But he gave without expectation of giving. He gave because God touched his heart to give to those poor children. By the way, here at Lifehouse, we love to give to the Indian kids every year. It just goes straight through us to them. Um, we, we give it all. And um, it's, a, it's a joy. We, we help about 400 kids every year uh, from the worst of the worst slums. They're not even... These kids don't even have um, uh, legal status um, and they live in cardboard boxes and uh, tin sheds with their many brothers, sisters and their mum and dad and we give them food and education. They, it's not an orphanage. We don't take them away. They're there and we bring the bus in and we teach them in the school bus and we have a school. If you'd like to give, you can have a look on, on uh, lifehouse.com um our website in, in tokyo my life house, sorry mylifehouse.com and give to tejas india tejas india and it all goes there we'd love you to consider giving to that if you haven't got some other project right now but th- my little boy gave that money and i just thought wow he's going to live a generous life and he he has he's now uh, 27 just got married this year in coronavirus time and he's so blessed he feels blessed. And I think there's just a generous spirit there that came into his life. Um, we've seen so many people 
here in Tokyo, give money. We were given a personal gift. Someone gave us a car once, a, a new car. Not, it, was, it, it was just a, um, oh, it was a great car. It was just a, a beautiful Toyota car and um, we're so thankful. We didn't ask for it. They just came and said, Rod, what color? Here's a color chart for cars. What, what color would you like? We have an um that one. And, and they said, there's only one condition. You can't tell anyone who, who gave you this money. And we said, fine. Um, so we were given a car once. And we're so, gen- so generous and we're so thankful. And, um, and that couple were incredibly blessed in so many ways. And um, another couple in our church run the real estate company. And every year when we talk about the Indian kids, they're the first to give, always the first to give. It's the joy of their lives. Um, I just want to finish with one story, and I, I hope you understand this story because it, it, it's well, – I've got to tell you the story. When we were coming to Japan, we were promised quite a lot of support and finance that did not come, and that's okay because God told us to come and God supplied. But there were two stories that of God's supply I want to tell you. Before we came to Japan, we didn't have the money not even for the airfares. The airfares for my me and Viv and the two kids was about $8,000. Um, and we had money for other things. We'd, we were bringing some, some goods from Australia. We paid for that. Um, and uh, But we didn't have the airfares. And this is a, like a week before we're traveling to Japan. And I went to a conference. And in the conference, someone, some, I, someone came up to me and said, this is for you, Rod, is $1,000 for your Japan trip. Do you have a need? I said, yes. He said, what's your need? I said, airfares. He said, this is towards your airfares. It was $1,000, $1,000. I was so, wow. I, I rang Viv. She wasn't with me at the conference. I said, wow, this just happened, you know. Isn't that great? That night at the conference, when um, the speaker got up to say, hey, we have a need for the, for the conference, um, if you'd like to give tonight, you don't have to, but you could give. And I felt God say to me, put that $1,000 in the offering right now. And I thought to myself, I don't want to. I have a bigger need than the conference. And I felt God say, uh, give the money and see what happens. And then I thought, oh, maybe I should call Viv first and say, should I give that money to the conference or not. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, you know her answer. You know her answer. Her answer is going to be of give the money, give the money. And this is the way Viv's always been um, in any question. Just just do it. Just give it. I've been married to a very generous wife. And um, by the way, we we just built a beautiful home in Toowoomba, Australia. And Viv said, if God's called us to go, we'll just go. And uh, she's very, very generous very generous woman. I'm, I'm married to a generous woman, generous in heart and time and great. Back to the conference. I gave the $1,000 and no giver's remorse. Just thank you, Lord. It's gone. At the end of the conference that night, the speaker got up and said, or the, the, the pastor said, we've just been, received so much money tonight that it's, it's covered all the expenses and we have $8,000 left over. So I would like to give this $8,000. Is Rod Plummer here tonight? And I said, here, stand up. He said, Rod Plummer's going to Japan with his family. We'd like to give this $8,000 to Rod Plummer and his family. 
How much did we need to get to Japan? $8,000. It is true. It is absolutely true. It happened. It was the most amazing miracle of generous generosity. And I rang Viv and said, wow, it's just incredible that God has supplied our needs. And we came to Japan with a little money. And then we didn't have money for our boys' schooling. Our boys were then uh, nine and four. And schooling is very expensive here, English schools in Japan. Um, a pastor in California, uh, Bayless, heard about my need. He publicly said to his church, would anyone like to give to Rod and Viv? One couple, in an American couple from Japanese background, said, Japan, we'd like to give to that. They, they contacted us and said, what's your need? I said, education, schooling. And they said, we'll support your kids in school for two years. And they did exactly that. We've lived a life of miracles, but a lot of it is because God touches people. We've done a lot in missions, but we have because a lot of people have given. I love this gift. And I want to finish this this by saying again, my key scripture, um, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. If you have this gift, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, because God loves a <laughs> hilarious giver. Let me pray. Thank you, Lord, for these people. And thank you, Lord, they're all over and blessing on them. And they'll learn their gift is great and that uh, they can bless people and projects and bless you most of all. But bless, use their life, um, the, the, the uh, life giving, to, living to give. Blessed to be a blessing. And I thank you for these people, Lord. And um, I pray, pray for, uh, I, I just pray for every, everyone hearing this as well, Lord, that we would live, no matter who we are, we would live generously as you speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I hope you're enjoying these gifts. See you soon next week.